opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. I'm Peter Crumley. I'm a blind, at-large NCCB member, and I'm really excited about being able to host this next segment uh, to discuss Navalance. And Navalance is a wonderful um, signage, informational transfer, orientation, mobility, independent living, and so much more application for the blind that fortunately has been developed with blind uh, perspective philosophy, allowing it to be accessible to all, totally blind to fully sighted. And uh, Navalance has often been called uh, QR codes on steroids, um, and it is. It's a very true statement, but it's actually so much more. And I'm now um, honored to introduce our guest, uh, the CEO and founder from Navalance. He's coming to us from Spain, so we have gone international. And I want to say welcome to Javier Pita. Welcome. Hi, Peter. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's a pleasure to see you again. Thank you. I was uh, hoping that maybe we could start uh, with you explaining a little bit about the origin of Navilance and how it all came to be. So first, Navilance. As Peter has said, okay, we uh, this technology was designed for the uh, visually impaired people, specifically, okay? So our mission and vision is empowering the visually impaired. The origin of the idea of the Navilance and, and, and it was that, that we saw this challenge. A visually impaired person is not completely independent in unknown spaces, in spaces previously not memorized, because it's difficult to read well and follow the traditional signage indication, the signage that are everywhere, in trains, stations, museums, buildings, malls, etc. Okay? So our idea was, okay, why don't put something on the signage, use the mobile phone, the camera of the mobile phone, like an eye, in order to read that signage and deliver the indication, the instructions to the person? Our first, and how? Our first approach was to, to add a QR code on the signage. The QR code right now is very, very fam famous after the COVID, situation is are everywhere. Uh, but I don't know if you know that the QR code was invented 27 years ago in the 1994 in Japan. Okay, uh, There is a, a, a very old invention. But the problem with the QR code is that it's not possible to read a QR code from far away. It's not possible to read a QR code if you don't know exactly where it, it is. Okay, So the QR code, it was not a solution. So we spent five years of interest of intense research and development from 2012 to 2017 between our company and the University of Alicante here in Spain. And after these five years, we achieved a new kind of QR code, the Navilance code. One code that could be scanned at 40 feet far away, 40 feet far away in only 0.03 seconds and without need to focus it. One thing that is, uh, is very, very impressive. The Navilance code was patented in 2017, and, and this, uh, this code is unique. This code, the description of this code is uh, a square, is, is similar to the QR code, but instead of using black and white dots, we are using colors. We are using four colors, cyan, magenta, uh, yellow, and black. 
And using that colors means that we can use more uh, density, okay? And we can make the cells, the dots, bigger than the QR code. And that allows us, in order to, to have in, an incredible features for this, use case, for this particular use case. First, this code can be read 12 times farther than the QR and barcodes. Second, so bueno, for, for giving you an example, if you print a code in an A4, okay, in a standard piece of paper, you can read that 40 feet far away. But if you print in an A3, it's possible to read more than 60 feet far away. So the, the, the distance depending on the size of the code. Third is ultra fast, it's super quick. We read the code in only 0.326 seconds because our algorithm uh, 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 our algorithm works at 30 frames per second. And fourth, and this very, is very important, it's possible to read in all light conditions. It's possible to read with a plenty of sun, imagine in North Carolina in the summer, okay, or in at the night, only with the undulate light of the street light. And this is very important, for example, for the use case of, of applying navigation in bus stops, in the, in the bus stop, because the bus stop usually don't have any specific uh, light, any specific illumination. Okay. So the unique value of Navilens is that combined distance plus angle is not easy to uh, read, to scan the code straight. It's possible to read in a very sharp angle, indeed 80 degrees in, in each X, with a, a total of 160 degrees, and it's super, super, super fast. So this code was validated by visual impaired organizations like yours in here in Spain. We started with ONFE. ONFE is the National Visual Impaired Association here in Spain. It's, it's very important here. And our first uh, challenge was how to make more accessible a trade show called Tiflu Nova with different booths, with different stands. Imagine one space with different booths, okay, how to make more accessible. So our, uh, with our technology, what's simple? The Navilens code was printed with a domestic printer uh, in piece of paper, and we put one Navilens code near to each booth. Doing that, doing that, the users can, can uh, use its mobile phone and detect that code and decide, okay, this is one, one, one the booth that I want to go or not. For example, if I read right now the image that I'm showing, that is one of the images of the of this trade zone. When with several booths, one of the booths is Samsung, another is information, information desk, etc., etc., I obtain automatically, okay, the, infor the information. Nine feet away, Samsung, booth 24, nine feet. Okay, so having the information about the distance plus the direction that is super important is the key of Nabilis because instead of Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or something like that, okay, as the camera is seen in one direction and detect the Nabilis code, deliver that information for the visual impact. So the user, this is an incredible day. Indeed, we, we enjoyed a lot uh, hearing the user saying, this is amazing, this must be everywhere, and, and something like that. And well, indeed, uh, this technology is being supported and backed up by a visual impression association like ONCE that is implementing the technology in their own buildings, like for example, here in Spain in ONCE, in the RNEB in London, in the UK, the, the UK Visual Impression Association, in Iceland, Iceland, beautiful Iceland, with uh, in Reykjavik, with VAV, um, the Netherlands, and for example, in your country, in the United States, uh, in the, uh, the Lighthouse Guild headquarters in New York, that they have the Navilens Club in their own building. 
Okay. After one well, of this was the, the introduction, and our first use case was we prioritize transit, public transit, because public transit is essential for the mobility of a visually impaired person. So first, we we put the focus on resolve the outdoor navigation, the outdoor wayfinding in, in the transit field. So outdoors, you know perfectly well that the GPS is not accurate enough because the GPS has an error. So for, exa for example, if one user wants to go to specifically to one particular bus stop, the user is going to use the, the GPS. But the problem is, is how to detect where exactly is the bus stop and how, uh, where, where exactly is, and, and to confirm that this is the correct bus stop in order to uh, wait for the next bus. This problem is, is called, is known as the last few meters, the last few yards wayfinding problem. How to solve it? So at bus stops, Barcelona Public Transport Authority, and Barcelona is a very uh, important city here in Spain with more than three, uh, three million people, they add the navigation code into, into the bus stop. At the end, the navigation code is a piece of, of paper or a binder, or piece of binder. So adding an element, a signage, into the bus stop, we, uh, that signage, it was, it was making accessible this bus stop. So the idea is, the user is going to the vicinity of the bus stop with GPS. But when the user wants to, to check what exactly is the bus stop, that sometimes could be a bus pole. And you, for example, in America, you are very practical people, and you put uh, the bus stop's signage in, at any pole, or could be a bus pole, bus pole, or could be a, a street light pole, or could be anything. The idea is when uh, the user is in the vicinity, they open the navigation code, and they, sorry, the navigation app, sorry, and automatically, okay, the code in this case is detected something like 60 feet far away, delivering the, that this information. Seeing two different tabs. The most center is three feet away. Bus stop number 12. Upcoming arrivals. Line H 12 pesos for the minute. Line B 20 earnest lunch four minutes. Line 91 mass of 23 inches away. This is the Navi Lens business card. 13 inches away. Bus stop number 12. Upcoming arrivals. Line H 12 pesos for the minute. Line B 20 earnest lunch four minutes. Line 91 mass of six minutes. Line 109 hospital clinic 13 minutes. Thank you for using Navi Lens, the new digital signage for everybody. 15 inches. 20 inches. 3 feet. 4 feet. 5 feet. Okay, I'm reading. I'm reading a code that I have on my screen. That is the reason that only five, uh, two feet, three feet, or five, uh, four feet, something like that. Okay, and the thing is, this this code is delivering me. What is the direction to the bus pole? So, what is the direction to the navigation code? Plus the real time information of this of this particular bus stop. And the idea behind the design of navigation is that the same technology is not only useful for visually impaired people, it's useful for everybody. Because the same code can be scanned uh, by a sighted person and they can uh, access to that information. Of, or if a person that don't speak English, imagine, okay, that in, well, I, I can speak more or less <laughs> English, but imagine one person that cannot speak or read English, okay, in your country, so if I use another mobile phone that in this case is in Spanish, scanning the same code is delivering me this information. 
a 46 centímetros, parada de autobús número 12, próximas llegadas, línea de 20 Ernesto. Ok, it's the same information, but in Spanish, with the same, with the same navigation stop. And in 33 languages more, okay? In French, German, uh, Italian, Japanese, Vietnamese, etc., etc., etc. So we, live, we believe in the universal signage for everybody. And this is, for example, is a very good idea, okay, when we talk with the transit authorities. Hey, guys, this is, this is very useful for the visual impact, but at the same time, it's useful for everybody because accessibility is not only a question if you have disabilities or not. So... This, the navigation code serves a location and audible information for the blind, serves a real-time uh, uh, real information for everybody, and serves the information in 33 languages. After this demo, I will show you the new uh, Navigation 360 vision magnet that is one incredible improvement combining augmented reality uh, with the navigation code. Okay, in, after the, the solved the bus stop challenge, we put the focus on the bus vehicle challenge. So um, you know that in several bus stops, different vehicles can be stopped of different routes, okay? So you know that sometimes uh, the bus vehicle has a speaker, okay, outside, but sometimes it's not working or sometimes they, they don't have, or not all the, all the bus vehicles, at least in Europe, uh, have this kind of information. So we added as well the navigation scope into the bus vehicles in the same way that when sighted people see a bus vehicle coming, they check what is the bus road, uh, taking a look in the bus number. So we uh, um, simulate, so we applied the same uh, behavior adding an ambulance code in the bus vehicle. So when the bus vehicle is approaching, okay, and is, is approaching and is at the bus stop, the user can check very quickly if it's the route, the route, the correct route, like the route one, the route two, the route three to the airport, etc., etc., etc. Okay, I'm, for example, seeing uh, showing here an image of a visually impaired user in Zaragoza, another city in Spain, seeing the Navigation code uh, that is uh, near uh, the door of a bus vehicle from something like, uh, I'm changing from meters to feet, okay, something like 20 feet, 20 feet far away. Okay. And inside the vehicles, and third, the problem that we solved inside the vehicle was the information that is inside the vehicles. Right now, I'm showing a picture of a signage inside a train in Berlin, in Germany. This signage is telling something in German. I don't speak German, okay? So the, thing that, the, the point here is this signage is first invisible for the visual impaired, but second, it's invisible as well for the people that cannot speak German. Adding the Navigation code, we can solve uh, both problems. If I read this, uh, 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 remember, please, this information is in German. It's putting something like health and see meet the Ausbreitung des, des something. <laughs> okay, sorry, I don't uh, I pronounce well German. But if I read with the Navigation app, with the Navigation code, the information will be this. Four feet away, help stop the spread of the coronavirus. One, wash your hands regularly for at least 20 seconds. Two, when coughing and sneezing, cover your mouth and nose with okay. your elbows. This, this, this is an information, information that we know perfectly well right now, okay? But in the beginning of the pandemic, okay, it was the information that the public authorities should, uh, put into these uh, train vehicles. Okay, and, and, and in the United States, 
we have implemented this technology in several places. First, in New York, okay? And in New York, we added the Navilance code in the 23 street bus stops in collaboration with the MTA, New York City Transit, okay? And the point is, is adding the Navilance code into the current signage make that signage accessible and, and, and solves a problem that in New York is very, very important to locate where exactly is the bus stop, okay? If I read right now this signage, I'm going to, uh, you are going to hear the 360 vision magnet, that is the augmented reality, okay, that allows to the user to know exactly where the uh, bus stop is. Please hear the information. I'm going to scan this code. 10 feet away, bus stop is 23 Street Broadway. Next arrivals, the next 1023 SBS bus to Chelsea Pierce 12 AP is 4 minutes away and 10 minutes. Okay. 13 feet. This was the uh, uh, standard behavior, okay? That the traditional behavior. If I activated the, the magnet functionality that is, acti is, act is activated by default, this her the, this other behavior. Activating 360, lock code, bus stop. I'm hearing two, two kind of, of sounds. The drums, that is the background, in a 3D sound, okay, and a bell. The drums are, uh, we compose this in a 3D, with a 3D sound algorithm. So if I'm using airbats, I can hear exactly where the bus stop is. If I make a shake, because I'm not seeing right now to the bus stop. You're 10, 12 feet away, bus stop is 23 seconds. Okay, I don't know if it's, I, I need more volume. You're 10, 12 feet away, bus stop is 23 street Broadway. Okay, if I move the mobile phone to the bus stop, okay, if I move in the other direction, and if finally go it go to the to the bus to, to that to this particular bus stop is 23 Street Broadway. Next arrivals, the next M23 SBS bus to Chelsea Pierce 12 AV is three minutes away and nine minutes. Okay, so the, the point is, when I arrive exactly where the bus stop is, I obtain this information. And all of this, adding a, a signage into the bus stop, that is amazing. And again, this technology can serve for the people that can see, they can scan the code and obtain the information in a visual, visual form. Okay. Okay. In the subway, we have implemented as well in in, in several subways uh, across the world. Okay, like in Barcelona. Okay, like that Barcelona has all the the, the system, all the transit system with the Navinas technology in 159 subway station. That is huge. It's train is like one train uh, 159 train station, and on 2,400 bus stop. Um, in in New York. We have implemented this in the JS3 in Brooklyn, and we have implemented as well in in Los Angeles, in the in, in Union Station, uh, a station that is huge, huge, okay? <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible, this, this station. Helping the visually impaired people move in this huge space, and, and we testimony like, like this. This, for example, one user told us, this feels similar to what sighted people can do, being able to see signage and run it by themselves, okay? So it's, it's amazing. 
And recently in your country, uh, via San Antonio in Texas, a little bit close than Los Angeles in your case, okay, have implemented the navigation code at the bus stops, okay, that, uh, uh, that uh, it's, it's amazing. In this case, they have put a uh, code that could be read at 50 feet far away, 50 feet far away. And the Congressman Castro has announced the implementation of this system in all the system wide of San Antonio with more than 7,000 uh, buses stopped with the Navidus technology. Okay, this was a very summarized about transit. Okay, the, our second um, priority, priority is accessible museums. At the beginning, when we started to this project, uh, 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 my colleague uh, Pedro, that is uh, is blind, okay, uh, told me, Javier, if I want I want to go to a museum, I need to uh, organize a guide visit, okay, and a guide visit here in Spain requires requires twenty people in order to 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 do that. So Pedro has not able to uh, visit independently a museum here in Spain. So the idea was in the in the same way. Why don't make more accessible this space? And in a museum, it's an incredible uh, place in order to make accessible with the with the Navilens codes. Because in the end, the museum has different artworks, with different artifacts, different uh, point of information, different signage, and the idea is the, the same. Adding the Navilens code, we can add the we can add the information, and we can inform about exactly the point of one particular artifact. I'm showing here here an image of a, 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 of a museum, a, a Roman a Roman Theatre Museum here in Murcia, Spain. It's a very old museum, okay, from the Roman era, okay, and and there is a, a, a model that is in a scale that can be touched. That is, you know, is an incredible experience, okay. So if I read this code that is automatically translated, I obtain this information. Four feet away, model of the building. Through the model of the building at one, 75 scale, we can appreciate the characteristics of its architecture. The location of the theater on the slope of the hill facilitated the construction of the stands, so that the central and lower part of the cavea was excavated in the base rock of the mound itself. While okay. the lateral flanks were supported I, I by... Don't know, I don't know if, if this is a in perfect English or no, but as we are use Google Translate Artificial Intelligence, okay, the in, incredible thing is that this museum put this information only in Spanish, and in this demonstration, I, you can hear the information in English because... Google Translate uh, artificial intelligence help us. Okay, so the idea is adding this uh, code into this uh, uh, model. Okay, or this uh, building uh, scale uh, scale uh, like a, I don't know what is the name in English. Okay, it's like a, a small reproduction of this building that can be touched. Okay, so this we can the user can locate exactly where is this piece and they can enjoy. In, a, in an independent way, okay, and all all all, all the museums, like for example, obtain information of all all of the win the, the, the windows, the the uh, display. Sorry, uh, obtain all the information of all the displays, obtain all the information of all of the artifacts, uh, obtain all the information of any information that the museum has. And another point here is the the same Navilian Scott can store any kind of content. It's possible to store uh, audio, uh, audible content like you are hearing right now, but it's possible to uh, store pictograms, easy to read, and sign, sign language videos. So depending on the user preference, they can select, okay, I prefer a sign language video. 
And if the Navinance code has a sign language video linked to that code, it's possible to access to that information. Again, we believe in universal signage. And, of course, for the people that can see, they can scan the code in the same way that audio guide. And in this moment with the COVID, okay, we don't need to rent a, a portable audio guide Okay, uh, uh, <laughs> that that is not yours. Okay, okay, and that that is the idea. Okay, one single code, or code, multiple content, audible sign language, Victor, and easy to read. Okay, okay. The next case that I would like to talk, and this could be a, a, a very important use case, is adding the Navinance code into the consumer goods, in the consumer products. And I'm showing here an image of the Kellogg's Cocoa Puffs. Kellogg's, that you know, is an American company, okay? Imagine the difficulty to access to, first, confirm the, the, the product, and, and second, access to all the information that the package has that is huge, immense, okay? like the ingredients, nutritional information, okay, uh, the consumer, consumer, consumer service, etc., etc., etc. This is challenging for a people that can't see, okay, with uh, uh, more and more putting small letters into the food packages, okay? It's, it's very difficult. So, last October, uh, uh, celebrating the World Side Day, 20, the 2020 World Side Day, RNEB and Kellogg's Euro in UK and Europe uh, launched together with us the first uh, consumer product, the first package, package with a Navilance code in, in, into the package. And that, that's, I'm showing here the, the Kellogg's Cocoa Pops here. And the point is, adding the Navilance code, in this case was a three centimeters code, this code can be detected three centimeters far, far away or when, you, or when you have at your hand without any difficulty to read because the code can be read super quickly. The same read. And the code serves all the information that has its package. I'm going to read. 10 inches away, Kellogg's registered sign, Cocoa Pops registered sign, chocolate flavored toasted rice, net weight 480 grams, 30% less sugar, just as delicious. That's right, Kellogg's Cocoa Pops now has 30% less sugar, 30% less sugar on average than other chocolate flavored toasted rice cereals. Okay. So you, you imagine, you can access that same information, or you, if you have activated the voiceover, you can navigate through the, through the information that you are interested in. Okay, I'm going to show you. If I want to go to another section, recommended serving size 30 gram, energy 486 kilojoules or 115 kilo fat, 0.6. Chocolate ingredients, chocolate flavor toasted rice ingredients, rice, glucose syrup, sugar, fat reduced cocoa powder, cocoa mass, salt, barley malt extract, flavorings, 16 servings okay. pack. So the point is, I have an incredible information of this package, okay, adding the Navilance code. Well, this was an incredible success. The, the, user, the users in the UK, okay, they, they had the, the opportunity to try the, to locate this, uh, uh, the product into the supermarkets, okay. Uh, I'm showing here a tweet of a user saying, okay, this, I have to say, I was super impressed. What do you think, okay? So, so it, it was incredible, okay. And indeed, the Kellogg's was announced that after this successful uh, proof of concept, they have decided to create a, a better and more inclusive world. And from uh, and in the next year, from January 2022, all Kellogg's products, all of them, in Europe, 35 countries, they will have 
the Nabilen Scott on their products. And Kellogg's have has communicated, and you be you be you be proud. You must be sorry. You must be proud from the Kellogg that is an American company. Kellogg has said that it's encouraged other brands, all the, the the other big brands, or the other small brands. Okay, in order to incorporate the Nabilen Scott, in order to make the product accessible. Okay, with the first mission for the blind, but with the other benefits of the technology. Remember the 33 languages, automatic translation, the choosing from the set of people, etc., etc., etc. And this is a very good use case. Okay. Until this, some use cases that we are uh, working in Navilens in these last 10 years. Okay. <laughs> this was a very intense 10 years. Okay. The last, the last four years, uh, uh, the, the first six years in research, the last four years, okay, implementing this in, in different use cases. Okay. And one important thing, this is very scalable, okay? For example, in North Carolina, if the transit authorities decide to put this into the bus stop, it's as easy to add a Navilen Scott on there. If the museum want to, to add the information, it's as easy because in the end, it's a combination between a, a something that can be printed and something that can, the information that can manage in the cloud, in the software as a service. Okay, until we reach all the corners of the world, okay, and all the countries on the world, and the users can use Navilens today, for, uh, of course, for free. This, this is very important. And we have in our core that never charge to the visual impaired users, okay, to the users in general, okay, uh, for the technology, okay? So it's, it's the transit authority who pays for the design, for the codes, is the Kellogg's that who's paid for the licensing of the codes, the museum's space who pays for the licensing of the codes, in the same way that they pay when they are printing the signage, they are building a bus stop shelter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the users never spend. So today, a user can use Navilens in, uh, in different ways. First, it's possible to download the free Navilens code for personal use. And that code can be shared. Then the free Navilens personal code is a set of more than 500 Navilens code of different sizes that the users can, can download into the app. So any user can go to the, to the market, into, to the uh, iPhone, um, Apple market, uh, and will play. And uh, um, one thing that I forgot, this technology was created for both platforms, for users that have iPhone and users that have uh, Androids, okay? So, because we believe, again, in a universal science, okay? So it's not logical that is, this technology was launched only for iPhone or only for Android. So any user can, don't, can download Navilens. Navilens is N-A-V-I-L-E-N-S. Navilens is Navigation Lens. It's an acronym, okay? Navilens. And the user can uh, navigate through the menus and, and, and request the personal codes, the free personal codes. So the, the user put the email and the user receive a set of 500 codes of different sizes, okay, in order to use in uh, domestic, uh, any domestic, uh, domestic use. For example, several users are using in order to classify, classify some stuff in the kitchen. Imagine salt, sugar, uh, pepper, okay, species, okay, something like that. Other users are using, for example, when they, uh, uh, you put something in the fridge, 
in order to remember what it was that, okay? Like, for example, lentils, okay, or, or, or in, well, a, a, a Spanish paella, I don't know, okay? Well, any food that you store in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the fridge, okay? Others are, for example, classifying uh, small trees, bonsais, you know, and, and adding the notes, because in the energy general, you can add any note to the personal, to the, uh, personal navigation code, okay? So that code that you receive in, uh, by email, you can print, if you have a printer, or you can go to uh, uh, any place in order to print that. And indeed, it's possible to, if, if one uh, piece of paper has more than one Navilis code, we have designed a method in order to uh, uh, folder and cut uh, independently by a, bl uh, by, by a blind user. Okay? And indeed, until we didn't achieve that method, we didn't launch this because we strongly believe in an independent world for the visual impaired, okay? So the idea is when you receive this set of codes, you have the codes, uh, in, uh, different codes in the paper. If you fold the paper into the middle and you fold again into the middle again, you obtain the cuts, the line that you need to cut the codes in order to extract them. Okay, in a very in a very practical uh, way, and and so uh, you have a video when you uh, receive that you receive a video explaining explaining this, and again, okay, it's possible to to put, to add any information to the code. For example, I'm seeing here one of the codes. If I read the code, restarting scan point and time fifteen inches away. Sugar. Okay, sorry. This is this is that I has previously with sugar. I read another one. 12 inches away, blank tab. Use the personal note option to complete it. So I open, I'm going to uh, write something. In this case, I'm going to put uh, salt, for example. Well, uh, well, lentils, for, for example. Lentils. Uh, and today is uh, 25, sorry, uh, is September? Yes, September. Uh, imagine, very simple, okay? So if I read again this in the future. Restarting scan. 13 inches away, lentil September 25th. Okay, so I obtain any information, okay? And this information is, all, is private. It's only, I, it's, it's only, it's my private information. Not one has this information, okay? Okay. And later, when we launch this at the beginning, we'll receive some uh, emails from the users telling, uh, told us, okay, this is incredible, but I live with another person that has, uh, is visually impaired, is my couple, okay? Can I share this information with her or with him? Or I, I'm living in, I'm a student and I live with another student, okay? I can share this information. So we launch uh, the friends and family, okay? Uh, functionality. And that allows to the users to share this information, this information with other users. So for example, imagine that you have the, the free Navilian Scott in your house and you invite one, one friend, okay, or you have, or you, can, or you live with a, another person, so you can share the information of your code with the other person. The functionality is very easy. You log into the system, okay, and 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 you say, okay, I would like to share this information with another. Uh, in this moment, an evidence code is shown to your telephone number and your mobile phone, sorry, and and the the other use scan that code and have access to that information. And when they use the, the, your friend or couple is living in your house, you can remove okay that permission 
and, and the person uh, has not able to see uh, to access more to that information. Okay, that is 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 useful. Okay, is useful. Another way to use the navigation code for free in in places where we don't uh, have a reef is in the is using the navigation free kits. Uh, that that is a set of navigation code with pre-recorded information. Instead of being in blank with not information, these kits are pre-recorded with typical uh, with uh, standard names inside uh, one school or a standard name inside an association. It could, that could be, for example, a male toilet or a female toilet or, for example, the principal office, something like that. So any organization and the users as well can go to free to http free.navilance.com free.navilance.com and download the school kit and the association kit. And I can say that we are going to launch a free kit for libraries, okay, for libraries, okay, uh, in order to make the libraries more accessible with this kind of information. So, uh, so we have several examples of schools using uh, this this technology, and downloading that, you will be you will access to a set of more than 150 navigation code with pre-recorded information that is very useful. So, any school, any organization that want to use the navigation code in into their facilities, they can download this code, and as easy as to print and put, okay, uh, deliver this technology. And if they want uh, to add. Uh, to create a specific own codes for their facility, they they can uh, have they can uh, have access to a professional navigation account that is the uh, is a paid option. Okay, in order to create a customized code, but if they don't want, they can use the free navigation school kit. And in order to finalize, because I'm sure that Peter is in uh, the time. Okay, because. He was very strict in order to say, Javier, I'm going to control you the time. Okay, so <laughs> Peter is super professional. Okay, the last the last subject that I want to, to share with you is the new Navilance 360 vision feature. I was introduced when I, I uh, read the New York City uh, bus stop example. But in general, 360 vision is the result of an effort of more than three years after the, the four years to create the code. In order to combine augmented reality and the navigation codes. And this is a revolution because imagine when you are hearing about augmented reality, okay, the augmented reality experience are uh, the 90-90% of them based on visual uh, visual information, okay, is delivered for sighted people, uh, mostly for video games, mostly for funny things, something like that. But our vision is Combining the 360, the 360, the augmented reality capabilities with the navigation code, we, we can deliver incredible experience. The, the first experience is that what I have shown to you in the New York City Transit Authority at, in Via San Antonio. With the 360 vision, in the, at the bus stop, we activated something that is called magnet. And when the user is seeing the code only once, automatically, the Navigation 360 vision set the code into the space. And even if you are not seeing the code, your mobile phone is not seeing the code with the camera, we know exactly where are you going, okay? And we can deliver the information about, hey, is a U3, or hey, is, is come back, 
or hey, is is in, the, in that position, and this was the, the foundation in order to deliver another great functionality. Remember that we that Kellogg's is going to implement Navilens in all their uh, products in Europe uh, from uh, in the next January. So, with this same technology, we can uh, activate something new that is called filter and locate. Imagine that you are in a supermarket or you have different products in your house and you want to detect only the Kellogg's with chocolate or the Kellogg's Special K or the other product, okay? You know that this will be challenging. I'm going to take one moment my Kellogg's Cocoa Pops. Okay. So, I have here my Kellogg's Cocoa Pops. I'm going to put near to another code, my business, my business card, okay? And another code and something like that, okay? So, the idea is, first, I can say, okay, I can scan the different environment and the system is telling me that one, one, so that two or more codes are seen right now. Okay, please hear. Seeing two different tags. The most center is 21 inches away. Or hello, Pateki card. Seeing two tags 21 inches away. Kellogg's registered sign. Cocoa Pops okay. registered sign. So the point inches. is, I can select the Kellogg's Cocoa Pops. And I, I said, okay, filter and locate. Filter and locate means... Filtering and locating Kellogg's Cocoa Pops. When I locate exactly the Kellogg's Cocoa Pops, the system will launch the 360 vision and deliver me exactly what is that. If I am seeing with the, with the mobile phone to other codes, I'm hearing that, okay? I'm not hearing nothing. But in the moment that I captured the Kellogg's Cocoa Pops code, Activating 360 vision. Lock code. Kellogg's Cocoa Pops. Okay. And I obtain exactly where the Kellogg's Cocoa Pops is. You're 17 feet away. Kellogg's registered sign. And you cannot feel it. But when I am less than in inches, how many inches? It's something like four inches or something like that. Okay. And, and uh, 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 very close to the product, I'm, I'm receiving a haptic answer. Okay, reverting the mobile phone in order to inform you, inform me where exactly is the problem. That is impressive. You can try this technology, okay, with the personal codes, and you can navigate through the options, okay, in order to uh, look for the uh, filter and locate in order to try, and this is amazing. And a new thing that is we are going to launch very, very, very soon is augmented reality wayfinding routes inside buildings. And the idea behind is that the user has only one code into the main entrance, and the user can go through that space and navigate independently, uh, following the path with a combination of recording using the navigation code plus the augmented reality. And this is going to be simple, amazing. You are going, you are going to see. Well, the, this is the final of the presentation. I have here a picture that I take with the Visual Imperial Association uh, of Chicago, uh, Second Sense, okay, with a lot of users, okay, and uh, I'm very proud of this picture. And this is a picture of all the team, okay, that have created the technology and the love, uh, the love uh, that I strongly believe that this can really impact positively into this. And please, our email is info at navidence.com, info of information, info at navidence.com. And, and here we are for the users. So anything that you could uh, need, have idea, a critic, uh, anything, okay, we are here to her. 
because for us, the user is the most important. And right now, I come back to Peter, and thank you so much for your attention. Javier, thank you so much for a wonderful presentation. And I think you really have an idea of what the possibilities are. I would suggest everyone to try Navalance, use it in your home, play with it, learn how it can help you be an independent liver, live, live independently as a blind person. And there's just so much more here. And I uh, really appreciate you coming in and really explaining this technology. We've talked a lot today about uh, uh, transportation and other needs. And it's, it's amazing just what this kind of technology can do to give the information to a blind person to be able to live independently. And um, I really want to thank you once again for this. I want to stress to everybody that um, while it might seem complicated at times to use, it is really one of the most simple apps I've ever used. You can just tell your iPhone to ask, hey, Siri, to open it. It opens. You just have to aim it. When it finds a tag, it's, it's on. There's really not a lot of, of any real phone uh, high-end voiceover knowledge that you have to apply to it. It just simply works. And um, so once again, uh, Javier, I really want to thank you for this. And I think because of time, we'll just go ahead and straight open it up for questions. If uh, the facilitator can help with the hand raise, and that'd be great. Javier, uh, thank you for a great presentation. A uh, question I have is this sounds like, you know, really hundreds of thousands, millions, whatever, of the tags out there. And uh, what's the scalability? Do you have planned scalability? Uh, I know you're going to have to worry about networks, databases, you know, servers. So what, what are your plans to make this app scalable and so we won't be running into crashes or inaccessibility, uh, inaccessible as far as reaching the app? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, William, for your kind words, okay? And yes, uh, this is a very good point, and the scalability, okay? So, uh, the, we have built this in, 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 in thinking in that thousand uh, millions of Nabilis code will be there, okay, and, and, and a lot of users, okay? So, we designed from the beginning uh, thinking in scalability. And thanks to an, an, a great American invention, Amazon Web Services, okay, that is an incredible cloud system, okay? We have the system that we can replicate service across the world, okay, if, the, if we have more codes, okay? Right now we have in different zones with different servers in a clusterization, okay? So it's not a problem that this project will be a success and each and every signage will have the Navilance code, okay? So, so we have designed this on our mind. But thank you so much for the, for the, the question that, because it's very, very important. Tim? I have a um, couple of questions. Thank you so much, Javier, for your presentation. Uh, let me be sure I understand the personal use correctly. Um, so I can get those codes and I find the code that says sugar, for example. I have to print out that code on a piece of paper, and then I have to take that piece of paper and put it on the container, uh, tape it on or put it on however I do, and then it will be able to read that. Uh, paper, of course, as long as I have that affixed to the uh, container. I just want to make sure I understand that correctly. My second question is related to a museum uh, use. Let's say I, I decide, boy, that would be a great thing for the museum 
at uh, Kitty Hawk, you know, the Wright Brothers Museum to have. Uh, what kind of cost would there be to that? How do you figure out the cost? And because if I talk to them about it, uh, they may ask something like that. And uh, is there any way to know rather than just say, I don't know, you'd have to contact the company. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, first for your kind words, okay? And, and second for your questions, okay? Regarding your first question, yes, okay? Uh, that is correct. You can, when you put the code into the container, okay, you will access to the information. And if you change, for example, the content of the container, you can rewrite the content of the Navilance code or, or code or up, update the content of the uh, Navilance code itself, okay? Because in the end, the Navilance code, okay, is like a number and you are uh, linked some information to them. So if you have in your container, uh, and you have uh, added sugar, you're going to read sugar. But if tomorrow you change the content, okay, and you put salt, for example, okay, you can rewrite the information and put salt, but you can rewrite and, and add any information that you that you want. That is that is correct, okay? And uh, the second question about the cost, okay, we have different costs depending on the use case because some use cases are more complicated than others. For example, in the transit example, okay, we need to synchronize with the external database of the transit authority in order to deliver the real-time information, or we, done, uh, we need to do that uh, for that. In museums, we have an starter kit, okay? Uh, the, the cost is depending on the number of the navigation code that the museum uh, could need. The museum could use any of the codes of the um, of the free kits, okay? Uh, for example, they don't have to spend codes in order to uh, put uh, the uh, male toilet, female toilet, okay? Uh, exit something, uh, things like this, okay? And they are able to acquire a professional account. The professional account starts in, nine, in $995, okay? Okay, and a subscription or something like 59, something like that, okay, and allows to create uh, 10 Navilance code, create 10 Navilance code, okay, and update 10 unique Navilance code. One unique Navilance code can be replicated, okay, in different points inside that facility. Like, uh, so, for example, if you have a digital panel with uh, the information, you can replicate uh, that code and you are consuming only one, one code. And depending on is the function scale more, okay, uh, the, uh, the cost is different, okay? But in the end, it's a very affordable technology because it's not only, uh, the museum can not only put the, informa the information, they can uh, bring a completely experience for all the users. They can add uh, URLs, they can add uh, link to videos, they can add, okay, any connection to a survey, okay, so, so, uh, things like, like that. And update information at any moment, very important. In the same case that uh, with the example of the sugar container, they can update the information and uh, put in all, uh, any other information without need to reprint and put another code into the place. Okay, next we have Bob. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, Javier, that was fantastic. I appreciate everything you said. Um, I have two questions, one sort of geeky and one more practical. Um, the geeky question is, uh, say for a transit system who has real-time changes to the uh, bus schedule, how, how do they interface with your servers? In other words, suppose there's a change in the schedule or a delay that kind of thing. Are they able to control that locally and have that information appear 
on your servers? Uh, how does that part work? Thank you. Thank you very much, Bob. So as we, our transit use case is the most, that we, is the, it was the first priority for us, okay? We have worked a lot, okay, in that use case, okay? And yes, if, if any change on this schedule is made, okay, uh, we are in, we synchronize Navilance Cloud Platform with the service of the transit authority, and we can deliver to the user the real-time information if something has changed, okay? And, and something is late, or something can is not going to be there, or something like that, okay? In real time, and that is impressive, because you obtain the information in real time, okay, that in these minutes, or in these minutes, or this is going not to go, to, to come back to, sorry, the bus is not going to stop because something. Um, for example, in the United States, it's very uh, popular, I have seen in several transit authorities, that when, for example, there is a parade, or, or uh, any bus stop is not going to work, for example, in the weekend or something like that, the transit authority put a piece of paper, okay, into the, into the bus pole, okay, a piece of paper put in, okay, attention, okay, uh, this, this, this bus stop is not going to work this weekend for a parade or for a holiday or for a package, I don't know, or for what, okay? So the point is, the transit authority, instead of going with a piece of paper and, and drive, 30 miles, okay, in order to put that, okay, in, in a couple of, I don't know, okay, bus stops, they can update information remotely and, auto and automatically, okay? And, and additionally, it's connecting with the disruptions and announcements of the transit authority. Uh, in other uh, transit authorities, we are delivering more information, like, for example, occupancy of the bus vehicles, occupancy of the transit station, okay? It's simple, amazing. It's like um, the next generation uh, of signage, okay? Because combine a physical signer that is in a specific position plus uh, uh, the uh, cloud system that connect with the service of the transit authority. The experience is, is amazing and all that information is delivered to the user. And thank you for your question, Bob. Okay, so Peter, please. Hello, this is Peter. I'd like to uh, add something here. So um, one of the things I'm going to tell everyone is that uh, we are actually setting up a demonstration project here at the North Carolina Maritime Museum, Beaufort, and that hopefully will be up and running um, sometime early November. So if you're visiting Beaufort and you have your Navalance app loaded onto your phone, you'll be able to uh, actually interface with this and see exactly how this might work in the museum. Um, we're, we're looking at how to expand this and very excited about um, this technology. I want to give one example, too, added, I think might be interested to people who are uh, town managers and things like that. If these codes are posted uh, on your street corners, what have you, say you were going to go ahead and do some uh, sidewalk work, in real time that morning, you could update that and have the information available to a blind person. Say, we're doing sidewalk construction on this block, and you need to adjust however. So you can just... Imagine the applications of this. And so I just want to, once again, thank Javier for coming and sharing this technology with us. My pleasure, Peter. And we are working very hard with a, very, a lot of passion, okay? I learned English only for <laughs> expanding this system, okay, uh, globally. And it was a pleasure to be here, okay, in, in this event of North Carolina, okay? And thank you very much, Peter, for all your support, okay, and to bring up uh, to me. And thank you very much for your time today. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you again. Everyone, this is Becky Davidson. Um, 
Thank you, Peter and Javier. It was an incredible presentation. It's pretty amazing what technology is, is giving us these days. So um, I look forward to just being able to figure everything out with these tags and, and labels. And it's a, it's a really interesting um, concept. And thank you so much for sharing it with us, both of you. If you are not registered, you can certainly do that by going to nccbinfo.org and register. It is not too late to get your name in there for some of the door prizes. And with that, I'd like to introduce our door prize diva, Lacey. All right. So we're going to give away four door prizes. Whoa. Okay, so we're going to give away four door prizes this time. Our first one is a $25 Visa gift card that is from the Durham chapter. And that one goes to, oh, Ron Brooks. <laughs> so we will get that. Yeah, we'll get that. All right. Um, you can get those expensive hamburgers in the Charlotte airport with that. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then next we are going to do a $25 Walmart gift card courtesy of the Raleigh Wake chapter and Mr. Lawrence Carter. And that one goes to Wanda Scroggins. So, Wanda, we will get Lawrence your information, and he will get that card mailed to you in the near future. Our next one. Sorry, I'm just making a note of who won so that I don't forget. Um, our next one is going to be a one-pound bag of Starbucks uh. coffee. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, but I know some of you do. So let's see. Oh, that's from the Raleigh Wake chapter as well. Bill Graham. So, Mr. Bill, I hope you like some coffee. Uh, Lawrence will get that mailed to you um, in the coming weeks for you to enjoy. Um, and then lastly, we will do, um, we'll actually do another bag of coffee, another one pound bag of Starbucks coffee from Raleigh Wake chapter. Mm. And that one goes to Ken Durden. So, Kenny, I hope you also enjoy coffee. Um, Lawrence will get that out to you in the coming weeks so that you can uh, have yourself a nice cup of coffee. I hear it's good, but like I said, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I can't really share my honest opinion. Um, but I think that's going to do it for now. 